What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. So you love Ernest. Same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. So, this is one of those episodes where I am <clears throat> pulling an audible um, as soon as I get this food out of my throat. But, you know, um, I'm pulling an audible. And... Um, Pretty much I was going to start off, I was going to do three topics, and I narrowed it down to two topics this episode, and the second topic is actually one that I came up with today, or something I wanted to talk about today. I'll discuss that more in depth when that topic arises. You can feel free to fast forward to that if you want to, and listen to all of that, Uh, but the third topic that I had in mind, that's cut from this episode, likely will be on to next week's episode or a future episode. So, there is that. <clears throat> Anyways, what I wanted to start off here, uh, just to keep the show as regular degular as usual, I wanted to talk about Simone Sanders. And no, she's not... Uh, regular regular discussion I've talked about her before how much I can't stand her because of who she is and the type of individual that she portrays herself to be the type of sellout that she is essentially um <clears throat> Simone Sanders she news just got out that she is disappointing disappointed she's disappointing in general that's why I have problems with her but she's disappointing she's disappointed at the biden administration joe biden specifically because she wanted the press secretary job and we know the position was given to that gremlin that is jen saki so word got out about that she is still trying to cape for the Democrats, but you can you can look into this woman's eyes. I mean, look at the thumbnail that I'm going to have. Um, hopefully, I have it. You know, it's the one where she is sitting on a bus, her tour bus, and I believe the, the people, all the kids and everything around her or her staff or whatever, but everybody looks dejected, defeated. They look like they just lost hope. And, well... That should have been her and their awakening. Maybe it was their awakening to how deceptive the Democrats the Democrats are. But she continued on. I'm not going to talk about what she said in this interview, but I'll give you a quick synopsis. She was basically, she invited a media outlet because nobody wanted to talk to her. Because the news, the mainstream media did her like they do everybody. Um, especially the mainstream liberal media, once <clears throat> the Democrats are done with you or they are done with you for a moment, the media is also done with you. They're not going to interview you. They're not going to come out and support whatever uh, rallies you, you are trying to, you know, speeches you have going on. But independent media doesn't work that way. Independent media, if they feel as though there is an important story to cover, they will do so. They're not looking for, of course, we're all looking for clicks, but they're not necessarily 
click driven and also they're not click driven. And what I mean by click driven, I mean clicks as in, you know, well, I can't speak for all independent media. There's a lot of them that are actually click driven both ways as in clicks for for attention and clicks as in they, you know, they're 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 clicked up on some high school type shit. Mainstream media is big on both, you know, so is some independent media. But for the most part, independent media wants to cover news. You know, they want to cover things that they feel as though is important that uh, should be had out there. So there was an independent, a black independent news media outlet out there that she allowed on her tour bus because nobody, ain't nobody came to see you, Simone. So that's what happened. And she... You could tell from this interview that she was, like I said, dejected, but at the same time, she she, she still wanted to try to cape for the Dems. She, she couldn't keep it real, as I am assuming somewhere in that big-ass head of hers that she probably wanted to, but she still decided, nope, let me continue caping for the Democrats, although they just did me dirty. So... Pretty much what went down, like I said, quick synopsis, um, was that, and I, I, I'm getting, this fucking phone is terrible. I don't know if this is going to stop the recording, um, but whatever. Let's delete all this crap. I got a notification, sorry, talking about, you know, all this pre-recorded space is taken up all this pre-recorded audio files is taking up space although i delete the audio files from the recorder that i <clears throat> use for some reason it still stays on my phone so then i gotta manually delete it off my phone okay this is still recording good anyway she was dejected you know, she was asked about what is, how is she and the Democrats going to, what they're going to do for black folks, essentially, like for the black agenda. And she just gave the normal tired ass answer that they all give. Uh, pretty similar to what Tamika Mallory said on Drink Champs. I did a video on that, a YouTube video on that. Check in the description box below to the YouTube channel. You'll find that video. And uh, yeah, subscribe over there as well. Like, comment, all that good stuff. Especially if you're someone who likes the things that I talk about on this podcast. But you are more so, you know, I guess short term, uh, not short term memory, but short attention span. Those videos are shorter. They're not 30 minute, you know, videos. These videos range anywhere between five to 15 minutes um so there's that and it's a video form for those who are more so video files than audio files but shimon 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 but no shimon simone and i said it again simone sanders should have known better that's where i got the mess up from time and time again the democratic party gets exposed for who they are and what they are. This is not new. What's also not new is how they treat high-ranking in quotation marks black politicians within the Democratic Party. I'm not talking about Barack Obama or Kamala Harris. 
I'm talking about high enough to be key foot soldiers, a black mule, a black mule carrying them through the finish line during a race. Who are these used black mules do I speak of? Stacey Abrams and Simone D. Sanders. Stacey Abrams should have known better by now. It seems like every two years, twice on election year, she is vocalizing her disappointment with the Democratic Party for using her to get what they wanted, then ignoring her demands and purposely overlooking her for positions she's made clear she wanted. But time and time again, she answers the Dems calls and does what they tell her to do despite the probability of her getting nothing in return being high. Simone D. Sanders is another black politician added to that list. Simone D. Sanders did all of that linebacking on and offline, offline for Joe Biden to look right past her 5'9", 129-pound frame when choosing a press secretary. She got passed up, like I said, for petite, for a petite and white gremlin known as Jen Psaki. That has to hurt. What will Simone Sanders do? I suspect she'll do what all black politicians do whenever they get burnt. They get back, they go back in quotation marks, to their roots, hoping black folks give them solace, sympathy, and support. And oftentimes, we let them back in. We allow them to use our struggles as as political clout to add to their resumes just to get burnt again by the once, by them, once the Democrats call them again. The work we've done for ourselves, what we've built for ourselves, without the aid of these used black mules is now co-opted and whitewashed by a blue wave. Nothing Nothing in it for black folks. You either sink or swim. It's not just Stacey Abrams and Simone Sanders. Of pol- it's not just the Stacey Abrams or Simone Sanders of politics that should have known better. It's the black voting class. We can't keep letting skin folk back in every time the Dems and Republicans squeeze them for every last drop like an orange and in juicer before being tossed in the trash and never looked at again until the squeezer wants something fruitful. I hope you're noticing a pattern here. They get picked for whatever purpose. The pinks, <laughs> in quotation marks, that's right, pinks, P-I-N-K, the pinks have planned for them. They get used and tossed to the side. We pick them up, take care of them, give them a, a permanent home that they only want to stay temporarily because they have zero intent on calling us family. 
not unless they want to use us the same way these white-owned political parties use them. Except, we don't know we're being used. And we're not okay with it. And when I say we, I mean we in a collective sense. There's a lot of us who know we're being used and are fine of it. But collectively, black folks don't know. Black folks ain't fine with being used in general. Simone Sanders, Stacey Abrams, Stacey Dash, and others like them are careerists who just happen to be black. Many of them believe that they are doing us a solid by getting one of us, in quotation marks, in these white white spaces just to find out that they are nothing more than dog whistlers and signal virtue. It's signals of virtue. Barack Obama said it best himself. My administration is the only thing between you and the pitchforks. A man comfortable with being the false hope of black America and the subduer of righteous rage, especially from the grassroots. He understood the assignment. And sociopathically speaking, he did a bang up job. What it means to be a black politician in a two-party system is to be used not for your character and hard work, but for your extracurriculars, your race, your sexuality, your gender. Body type and religion plays a role as well. But this will go on longer than it has to be if I were to go in depth of how religion and body type plays a role in this identity politics the 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 left the democrats love to partake in i just want to conclude this message here by saying i don't feel bad for simone sanders i don't feel bad for stacy abrams and as gorgeous as my clueless childhood crush is i have no sympathy for stacy dash either nor the rest of them as brazen as some of these sellouts have been about their deception, they are lucky there aren't more black voters like me. Sanders touted her brute strength when defending an old white racist Jim Crow apologist. Stacey Dash repeated every racist right-wing trope about black Americans. Where did that get them? One is sitting on a bus fighting back tears while being photographed and interviewed by independent independent media outlets. After a very underwhelming turnout of, quote, support she thought she had by her own people, the Democrats. While the other lost all of her jobs, her marriage, and lost her dignity when she allowed a racist white man abuse her for years because it was lucrative to her career. They should have known better. All right, so... The second topic, like I said at the beginning, is uh, audible. You know, um, it's 
more like an audible audible now because honestly I'm now recording this the day after uh, or at least this part the day after I recorded the first part and to put it you know shortly I do feel a lot better than I did when I originally was going to talk about that topic I still want to save the other topics that I was going to discuss, the other two topics I was going to discuss in this episode for probably next week's episode or a future episode in general. I mean, they're not necessarily related to specific events or anything, so I mean, they're timeless topics essentially, but um, I wanted to talk about the feeling of being stuck. You know, um, yesterday I felt that way. I felt this way throughout many periods of my life. Um, Things are not perfect now, but just this planning helps out. And I'll get into what helped me just break that slump of feeling stuck and helpless, to be honest with you. But let me get into why I felt that way. So, pretty much why I felt the way of feeling stuck or stagnant, stagnant, stagnation is stuck, whatever you want to call it. That's how I felt. I felt this way because I find myself oftentimes having to do work. And I mean, literally like work jobs or just any type of other work that, you know, maybe it's school that I don't necessarily want to do but feel as though I have to do because I believe that struggling and going through the this this uh, doing this thing is going to bring about some type of success that I want for the actual goals that I have um, that if you struggle now you get to enjoy the fruits of all your labor later right that's what we're told we're growing up we're told that growing up i'm a millennial grown uh, uh, born in the 90s early 90s um 1991 to be more exact for those who still want you know clarification so and i know that that was told to people who are 30 years older than me um and I feel as though that, I don't know, I, I can't say I feel as though that's the case being told to the young kids. Now, I don't know what's being told to them. So, yeah, if you're younger than I am and you're from the younger generation, let me know what you feel. Uh, well, yeah, let me know what you feel, but also let me know what's being told to you on how to live and how to be successful, right? Are you being told the same thing I and the older generation was told? You have to pretty much do some things they were told to work until they would die. My generation was told to do the hard, the, 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 not the hard work, but just the hard in a sense that it is just unbearable. Do the unbearable now so you can enjoy life later. But obviously how systematic the labor force is here in America, especially, it's not meant for people to, work hard now so they can retire later is to continue to create people to work for life squeeze that last bit of juice out of people until they die and then create the next labor force so that's what that's all about but 
just <clears throat> I find myself getting into situations where or finding myself in situations where I work somewhere. I'm at the point where I, I work somewhere. I'm like, I don't like working here. I don't want to continuously do this with my life. I have my own goals. I have my own things I want to do. But these things aren't necessarily bringing in much, I guess, financial stability for me to be able to live off of or at least independently live off of. Um, And so I got to find something else. You know, ideally something related to the field, but if not, also something that... um, you know, I think it's going to bring in some money to help supplement what I got going on and to take care of business, right? So I found myself in a situation like that, and then I am unable to shake the feeling that I absolutely hate working for anybody or just working in general. But let me clarify it. This is not some anti-work. This is not... I don't hate working. I know I said hate working in general, but working for people in general, yes, absolutely. I don't care if the job is great or not. That doesn't mean if I really enjoy the job. I've had some very few jobs I really enjoy, and I still work for individuals. I still hate it, but at least the jobs were well. And then the rest of my experiences... Or working for individuals and hating the job as well. My thing is, I want to do job. I want to do work that is that feels fulfilling, and that I feel is going to be purposeful. Honestly, and I know that's the fulfilling feeling, but like. Something that makes sense. Um, And that's why whatever job I'm working, whatever shit they got going on, whatever the task is, I do the way that makes sense to me. Because if it doesn't make sense, and I'm already at this bullshit place, why the fuck am I going to, you know, make it harder for myself? Now, I'll get into all that in my work methods probably next week as well. Uh, make that like the third topic since I already took two out for this week and I can make that the third topic. So, um, I'll get into more of how I, how I do work at work, you know, personally, be the method that works for me to keep my sanity. Um, but as far as the feeling of feeling stuck, and how to get over all of that um, or move forward from it because like I said this happens to me periodically it's recently happened to me and um, I definitely do not want to continue experiencing this feeling and I also if I can help anybody else out there who is going through the same thing at this moment or feeling the same way uh, I want to help them with with uh you know what's going on so first thing i do or one of the things i do this is not any order of 
complete completion. I do these things because these are the things that make me feel good, that pump me up and all this other stuff. So one of the things that I do is I pay attention to the messages, the daily messages that I get. All right. Especially at moments of, you know, high and moments of low. Um, I pay attention to whatever message is being told to me. Now, you can receive messages on a myriad of other, you know, ways, wherever you feel as though you want to receive these messages. Me, numerology is one of those uh, messages. But as far as other messages, I, I, I have this app called The Pattern. Maybe some of y'all know about it. Maybe you don't. Um, it's a free app. You can download it on your Android or iOS device. This is not an ad for them. This is just a free shout out. But hey, Pattern, I love y'all. But if you want to continue getting free promo on this podcast from me, hit me up. We can work something out. So I get messages from them. And this app is this app is magical. I'm going to put it that way. This app is magical. I, I, I want y'all to experience it. For yourselves, because I feel as though if I hype it up, people aren't gonna believe me. I've told people about this app, and I was just like, "It's free. Check it out. You know, what do you have to lose? Use it for a week and and see how and read the messages and all that stuff. If you don't like it, simply delete it. It's a free app. You know, it's one app. If your phone don't have much space on it, um, you, you, first of all, your phone can't be worse than my phone, the Moto E twenty twenty can't be worse than that phone that phone ain't got no type of space even when you put an sd card in it um but you know make space for it or find another device where you can download the app on you know delete some shit you're not using delete those pictures of your ex she ain't getting you back bro so yeah you know do all of that um download the app and read up on some messages so literally like i said yesterday i was i was the feelings throughout the morning at least i felt stuck um stagnant stuck they have it here stuck stagnant it was the same feeling and i think one of the wonderful things about this app is it does a great job of um articulating how you feel um or at least for me I can't necessarily articulate how I feel at times. Um, sometimes I have to literally write it down as I did yesterday. Journaling also helps out as well. Um, that's another free tip. Um, but let me get get into reading this message that I got yesterday. And if it resonates with you, cool. If it doesn't, that's also cool. Today you may feel that you're stuck or not moving forward as quickly as you like. While this could be a familiar feeling as the global events and unusual circumstances may already have slowed you down, it's important today to sit with any feelings of discouragement you may be noticing. Although you may not, or though you may have recently had optimistic ideas and plans for the future or felt like things were improving, today you could feel a temporary loss of hope. Over the next three days, you might notice this energy in your life personally or in the larger world around you. 
know that it will pass and it is just the nature of this time. Try not to take it personally. This is a great opportunity to let go of needing to be right, to be an expert, or to put away, to put what you know into immediate action. Right now, you might ask yourself, how have many of, how have my ideas of how things should be, be overriding the reality of my situation? And am I willing to acknowledge my limitations and admit that I don't know the solution to the problems I'm facing? And that is the end of the message. So those questions are questions I'm definitely going to ponder on and journal on. Um, Usually when they have those self-reflective questions, uh, I like to obviously read the entire message, but... At the end of that message, I process what the message means to me, what I can take away from it, what is relative to me. And then if they have the questions, not all of the uh, quotes or all of the, you know, statements will have questions. But the ones that do have them, I will take those questions and I'll answer them. I'll answer them in in my journal. Um, And again, this is literally personalized messages for me other people might have similar messages and as i stated moments ago if this is relative to you feel free to answer those questions as well feel free to take whatever you want to take or not take whatever you don't want to take from the message i just gave to you the point of me reading the message is not only for a reminder of myself or to help anybody else but to tell you basically Part of how I heal from feelings of being stuck and stagnant is to pay attention to what I am being told, okay? I try to let go of control, and I say, you know what? I'm listening. I'm listening. Whoever, whatever the universe wants to tell me, I'm I'm, I'm listening. Because a lot of why I feel stuck in situations happens to be uh, me trying to control everything as I do. You know, I I would never, you know, I never used to want to admit that I was a control freak because my idea of what a control freak meant was someone who tried to control every single thing possible of everybody's life as well. And you can still be a control freak by trying to control only your life. And that was me. I wasn't a control freak in the sense of trying to control how everyone thought, what everyone did, how everyone, you know, dressed, what they ate, what all that other shit. I could care less about what anybody else's personal choices are, decisions are, their lifestyle is. But I always try to control every single aspect of my life. And there's there's moments in life where you just have to let go of control. You just have to sit back and realize, as the quote was saying, you have to admit when you don't know. You have to admit when you're not an expert on something. You have to just understand and acknowledge that there are going to be moments where you you feel down. Like There's going to be moments of optimism. And then the next, you know, week or so, or, you know, within a few days, um, it's like, wow, where, 
how come I don't feel this optimistic anymore? I was planning, I was doing all this stuff, and now it, it just feels as though a setback has happened because I'm at a job I don't really like again, you know? Um, or there's nothing fulfilling about what I'm doing right now. Now, that doesn't mean straight up ignore all of your, your feelings. That doesn't mean ignore your situation or not wanting better or sitting back and just waiting for better. Absolutely not. What I'm saying here is sit back and think. Sit back, calm down, and do some journaling as well. Because being stuck in your thoughts when this is a moment where you're going to have to let go and just not lose control, but let go of control for a minute. Let go of the steering wheel for a minute. Just let go of the steering wheel for a minute. If you're going to keep trying to control the wheel and the wheel is stuck, the wheel's not moving left, right, or whatever, but the vehicle is moving, it's still going. Take your foot off the gas pedal. Let it coast. It will slow. Things will slow down. And then there's going to be a time where you can get control back and you can put your hands back on the steering wheel and your foot back on the pedal, the gas pedal. You know, there might be times where you have to take your hands off the wheel, foot off the gas pedal and put one foot on the brake. And literally stop. Just stop. Because that's the only thing that's working right now. That's the only thing you can control. And for all my fellow control freaks out there, um, take pride in that. Take solace in that. That Hey, at least I was able to stop when I said stop. Because if you lost total control of the vehicle, you wouldn't be able to turn left and right. Like this still is not, the wheel's not working right now. You, you got your foot on the gas pedal and, uh, you know, you, you it's not going as fast as you want it to go. You took it off, but it's not going as slow either. Um, but you did put your foot on the brakes and it did stop. That's control right there. So use that bit of hope to calm down, plan, and uh, move forward. Once you have control of the things that you want to have control of. Another thing that helps me out or helped me out yesterday and then why I'm feeling, you know, a lot better. I will say still the feelings of, I mean, I got to go into work today. Uh, It's still there, you know, and then then I got some quiz I got to do for school. So it's like these feelings are still these reminders are still conjuring up those feelings but now i'm at the point where it's like you know what i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna and this goes to a test this goes into what i wanted to talk about next week or you know in the future about how i do the work that i do outside of you know personal projects or whatever if it's not work that is fulfilling or whatever like a job or school work I do the best, I do whatever task, and this goes to more so with work, not with schoolwork. Schoolwork, I do most of the task anyway, but 
work, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I don't, I don't be doing all the fucking things that I'm supposed to do because some things I know that I have trouble with. Other things I know it's gonna take me uh, a lot more time than two week training in quotation marks because this job now ain't even fucking really training people, but um, at least not training me. Um, but <clears throat> you know. Um, Sorry, I was yawning. But the things that I do best there, I over, I do them. And you do them to the greatest of your ability because if you, once once that job is, or that task is missing, like you do it so great that when people think about that job or whatever they think of you and, you know, therefore, if you're gone, for whatever reason, that that position, that task takes a hit. But that's not up to you to uh, to worry about. That's just a little bit of advice. I, I I I will expand on in the future. But as far as getting out of feeling stuck, again, try losing the three the three advice the three main advices I'm gonna give y'all stopping stopping just just whatever you're trying to control because a lot of it me again speaking from personal experiences a lot of it has to do with me trying to control things stop trying to control whatever you're trying to control for the moment and just let that thing linger not forever but let it be feel the feelings that you this goes to number two feel however you're going to feel express those feelings don't block them out don't say everything is fine when it's not express those feelings feel those feelings journal about those feelings write those feelings out especially talk about them with somebody because that will help you gain some clarity along the way. Therefore, whatever that issue is, it will help you be able to help control the situation. And three, as I was saying before, pay attention to the signs. What's being told to you. You can download a pattern app. You can li- go check out numerology. You can, whatever the signs are telling you, whatever you feel is a sign, you will know it when you feel it. I feel as though I can't, I, I don't feel comfortable necessarily saying, well, these are the signs and these are, because I feel as though that's something that speaks to every individual. You might have the same type of messages, meaning the same delivery of messages, and put it that way, being told to you as me. You might have a different uh, way of being delivered and receiving the messages. However that is, pay attention to it. And that's how you're going to get out of this feeling and kick this feeling. Uh, because I, as I read read to y'all moments ago, sounds like it's just a part of, you know, what's supposed to, what the emotions I'm supposed to be feeling for the next few days. Like I said, I feel a lot better than I did yesterday. And I got the message yesterday, 22nd. And they said for the three days. So today... Yesterday, today, tomorrow, essentially. 
tomorrow is going to be the day I upload this this episode anyway. So we I'm not sure how that I'm going to feel that day. Hopefully good, you know. Start back in it working out for the week. Um, I usually take the weekends off, um, so working out makes me feel good. I don't work Monday, so that's that's good. Um, but we'll see. And um, that's just the advice I'm going to give y'all. You know, I had to record just three times because I, I I felt as though this was third time's a charm, right? You know, the other first two times I just felt like I was rambling too much like I'm kind of am doing now but at least this one makes sense so uh that's that and that's is that's the end of the episode you know had to pull the audible audible but like I said I felt it was much needed much more needed than me talking about at least at the moment much more needed than me talking about how pointless it is to have the police in certain areas and stuff uh, but I'll be in a future episode until next time until next episode stay black if you are black stay beautiful black lives matter LGBTQIA lives matter trans lives matter black trans women matter black trans men matter black women matter black men matter and you matter whoever you are and I'm out rate share subscribe all that good stuff hit that support tab if you want to hit the links in the description box if you want to all of them and you hear from me when you hear from me peace out